Welcome to Talking Giants Player Profiles and Projections. Today we have a very interesting player. Guard, left guard, Shane Lemieux, six foot four, three hundred ten pounds, twenty-four years old. Was a four-year starter at Oregon, fifth round pick, a fifth round pick that we liked in Shane Lemieux. I think some of the issue with Shane Lemieux is he got kind of got thrown in there pretty quickly because he entered the starting lineup after Will Hernandez got COVID. Then he started the net, the rest of the, the season as rookie. So he started nine games, which was good experience for him. But it's kind of interesting. If they were to keep Zeitler, I think the Lemieux-Hernandez conversation would be super interesting because I was very clear. Like, like I believe fully that Will Hernandez was better. But, apparent, you know, Will Hernandez was coming off of COVID and he's talked about how it affected him. But regardless, he is the starting left guard. Like he's, you know, had a little baby injury in the, in the start of, of camp, but he's back and he is the starting left guard. And I don't know whether to be excited for the growth that he can make or worried about him being embarrassed at times as a pass protector. I mean, the Giants had options in this year and, you know, a little bit of free agency, even kind of right now during camp. And also, especially during the NFL draft, they had their opportunities to make an upgrade but clearly and this is not even with Shane Lemieux this is just their guys in general these are their guys and they believe in these guys to to develop Um, now the Giants have been stuck in spots in years past that we have been just waiting for guys to develop and hoping that guys can take the step up but I you know I at least think that Lemieux put something on tape last year especially him as a run blocker and hopefully you know uh, learning how to pass block and being at least an average pass blocker in the NFL, it's a little bit easier to do at guard versus tackle. You know, where we've been largely, we've been waiting for the left tackle or the right tackle to take a step up in pass blocking, which is a little bit more tougher to do because you're out there on an island where versus Lemieux, you're not actually out there on an island as an interior offensive lineman. So they believe in him. They had opportunities to upgrade. They believe in this guy, and you know we're rocking and rolling with him. Yeah, we'll we'll finish off with his run blocking because his run blocking is a really like it's a positive. Um, but the pass blocking and there's ways for him to be. I don't think he's ever going to be a great pass blocker, but him to be you know like a, a good enough pass blocker. But through numbers, gave up five sacks. I think there was one more that first Tampa game. I don't know if they credited him with a sack. He he missed the blitz. At the time, I thought it was the running back. Six QB hits and 25 pressures. I mean, in half a season from the guard spot, that those are like really – like he was flat out bad in pass protection. There's no there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. But there's ways that he can get better. So he's got short arms. Like I think in his com, in the 2020 combine for offensive linemen, he had like the fifth shortest arms, like 31 and a half inches or 31 and a quarter. I should have written that down. What I think ways you can do, and I think Rob Sale and what Dave DiGuglielmo installed a little more with some more slide protection where you are, like, if you do make a mistake you're, or if they, you know, if they start outside, move inside, you have someone there to help protect, even though you are playing a man in today's slide protection. But I think for him is the way a lot of good players have to play a guy like Aaron Donald. Bring the contact to him. Instead of letting him come back and sitting back, like, he doesn't, like, I, I think he's going to get embarrassed that way. That's the way he gets swims. And, you know, like, he would have one, like, train wreck rep a week. Like, not just got beat, like, train wreck rep where he just got totally, like, swam. And, you know, Daniel Jones, or whoever the QB was at the time, was running from his life from the snap uh, go. If he can get guys and get into them quick, and he's got the he's got athletic enough feet. We've seen it as a run blocker that he's athletic enough. He's got athletic enough feet that if you're ready to that, to bring the contact, but have your feet ready for them to, you know, try and swim inside, I think that's his path 
to become a better path. I know we're getting, I'm getting like nearly O-line stuff, but that is his path to being an okay pass blocker. Again, I don't think he's ever going to be Kevin Zeitler as a pass blocker, but he can be a better run blocker than Kevin Zeitler, and he can be a good enough pass blocker, and that's why we liked him so much. I mean, we loved him as a fifth-round pick. The issue is that he got thrown in right away, and you can watch the film breakdown I did before that Bucks came of him, and it was the exact issues he had at Oregon. He would have those bad reps where he'd get swam, he'd get embarrassed, but as a run blocker, he can do everything you ask him to. Yeah, and it's, you know, at least this is my brain and how my brain works. The issues that maybe Will Hernandez had his rookie year where really it's adjusting to the speed of the game, where if you're getting beat by you know swims and if you're getting beat by those quick kind of pass-rushing moves and the quickness of guys, adjusting to the speed of the game is you know probably the largest adjustment for any player in the NFL. Guys are just so much bigger. They're so much stronger. And frankly, you know it's kind of surprising to see and to hear that Lemieux's weakness is initiating contact in pass-blocking because... He is. You know, a lot kind of, of that was scheme, and, and that's something like the like Nick Gates has talked about impressors is like they have these guys on island, so they were you know like guards were setting backwards instead of bringing the contact, and you can get yourself in trouble doing that at times. But I do think it's something that Shane Lemieux should like involve in his game more. Yeah, because Lemieux, like we, t- I typically think of Lemieux as a tough guy. You know, he's a hard hitter, hard nose kind of player. I mean, the highlight worthy play that you know, the first play you watch the Auburn game from from 2019, or he puts a defensive lineman, interior defensive lineman on his ass, and it's an awesome. Yeah, thing. you have violent hands, so, yeah, so that's that's I think how he can get better as a yeah. pass blocker is with those violent hands. Yep. As a run blocker, like he was good as a run blocker from day one. First, where you can see that he's better than Will Hernandez as a run blocker is as a puller. He's just more athletic. Now, I think Will Hernandez is a good puller too. Like, I think, you know, if you look at analytics, like run block win rate, which we're not big fans of, but like no. Will Hernandez is like the top of that. I think Will Hernandez is a victim of his expectations, which is fair. But he's a good run blocker, and he's athletic enough to make those pulls. He understands, like, hand and hat placement to get inside of guys. Like, he, there was very few times where, like, Shane Lemieux had a pulling play, and you weren't impressed with it, um, where I think Will Hernandez might leave some of those reps where it's like, I wasn't, you know, that wasn't done the correct way, or he didn't get there fast enough to where... You know, even even though he landed at the right spot, it wasn't fast enough. And then, you know, the, he works double teams with you know, Andrew Thomas. Part of that's Andrew Thomas being such a good run blocker. But, I mean, they would just move dudes off the ball. Like, it'd be highlight-worthy plays from the offensive line, those two working together. And also his single like his single uh, block, one-on-ones, he handled those well. And with Shane Lemieux, there's some reps, you know, every O-line's game. But, like, there wasn't, there wasn't embarrassing plays as, like, a one-on-one blocker in, in the run game. For Shane Lemieux, where other guys there is. Yeah, I said this with Nick Gates, PPP as well, but the Giants, they ran up slash the middle guard at the sixth highest rate in National Football League last year, and they were the 12th most efficient rushing offense when running up the middle and guard. And Lemieux is ultimately a part of that. And, you know, the Giants rushing offense was at times uh, one of the, the best parts of the Giants offense and the most consistent. Um, Bobby, was that, I'm trying to think back to a big play, Daniel Jones, 30-something yard rushing touchdown. Um, did that not go through Shane Lemieux's gap and Shane Lemieux's hole um, against Philly the home game? You know, that went through Andrew you know, Andrew Thomas and Shane Lemieux's side. That's that's where they went through. And hopefully, knowing that Saquon Barkley is a much better runner to the right side, he's much more efficient. You know, I, I'm still trying to figure out why. Is it because you're carrying the ball in your right hand and you're stiff-arming with your left? Is it because it's your dominant side, et cetera, et cetera? So hopefully... 
that could be a little bit more even now, now that you have a very strong duo of Thomas and Lemieux on that left side and even can get some outside zone stuff working. Uh, so, et cetera, et cetera. Expectations. Do you expect Lemieux to be a bad pass blocker again? Not as bad as last year. Um, I think that's very tough to be. Like, what do you think <laughs> the talking point from, like, Giants fan base as a whole will be about Shane Lemieux when the year's end? We're like, wow, he really improved? Or it's like, you know, we got to probably get someone in here who isn't giving up four or five sacks in a season. Because, I mean, he gave up five sacks in nine games. Yeah. Five sacks from the guard spot in 16 games yeah. is really bad. I think it also has a lot, a lot to do with Andrew Thomas. If we're looking at this offensive line and Andrew Thomas is kind of the train that is directing how this group goes and Andrew Thomas doesn't take a huge step up, then Shane Lemieux, I think, is also going to falter because of that as well. Because I don't think Shane Lemieux is I don't think Shane Lemieux is ever going to be a plus a plus plus pass blocker, kind of like you said, Bobby. So if Andrew Thomas is in a still in a tough spot, and I think I think Shane Lemieux is still going to be in a tough spot too. Where we're looking at possibly the left side of the line, maybe not up, maybe not changing Andrew Thomas. Can't do that. But you know, Shane Lemieux looking at him saying, you know, we're we're not happy with that guard spot. Yeah, I think that's what Shane Lemieux's goal, in a sense, for should be by the end of the season is to make yourself good enough to where they're not talking about replacing you. Yeah. If, if they want to look at someone in the draft, make it make it be Will Hern- Like, that should be Shane Lemieux's goal. Like, they're not trying. They're not working to replace yeah. me. You know, where if, if they draft someone in the third round, I still feel comfortable about my spot. I think yeah. that's kind of... Now, that's, that's a weird goal for a player. But, like, that's my goal for, like, how I talk about him at the end of the season. It also comes down to Will Hernandez, too. You know, Shane Lemieux's future. Because... If Will Hernandez, you know, this is Will Hernandez, he's going to be going on to his uh, his fifth year. So, and he's not a first round pick, so he has four years. You know, Barkley has that fifth year option. So, this is it for Hernandez. You know, he's a free agent uh, this upcoming offseason. So, are we going to be at a point where the Giants need to re sign Will Hernandez because, hey, Lemieux is kind of iffy and we need to replace and upgrade that left guard position in the draft slash free agency anyway? Or can we afford to let an interior offensive lineman walk in Will Hernandez, even if he has a decent year, because we have Shane Lemieux? You know, what right. what kind of spot are we are we are we going to be in? Right. Anything else on Lemieux? No, no root, root for the guys in blue. And honestly, you know, you're a little bit more uneasy about Matt Parrott. I'm a little bit more uneasy about Lemieux, just based off of what we what we saw last year and knowing how pass blocking is so important and working on the left side with Andrew Thomas and he, he's a fan favorite and you know immediately we started to win some football games when he started to come in and started to come in and start the offense looked a little yeah, bit people better people gave Andrew Thomas just getting better credit for to Shane Lemieux yeah, which, which I get but like I trust me in that it was it was simply Andrew Thomas getting better yeah. know, on his own so root for him root for the guys in blue and I would love Shane Lemieux to be this fifth round guy that we just found and we got, and now he can be a starting guard in the National Football League, and he can be a starting and guard on the Giants. And you know, really, you know, you you you've tweeted about this in the past too. Just you know, tweet you know, putting out pictures of like this offensive line. We want this group of guys to be the group. That, yeah. You know, we we talk about with uh, that 07, 08 group, and and to bring back memories of. I mean, remember we talked to Rich Sorbin in his interview. Like, he talked about, he's like, I gave up back-to-back sacks on one play when I first... And he didn't play immediately as a rookie. Yeah. Like, so it's not impossible of, like, you know, I, I, with I think there's more expectations for his guys to be good quick, and I think part of that's fair. But, like, there's... Like I said, there's a path for Shane Lemieux to where we feel really good about him at the end of the yep. year. All right, let's take a break. 
Come on, pay attention in there. Let's go. We got a beautiful day. Work. Play fast. Play fast. Whoa. Ah. Logan Ryan. Logan Ryan got his PPP on a regular episode since he was signed in camp last year. Hmm. And we didn't know where he was going to play. Corner, safety. Like, we, like we kind of thought that his safety talk was just him trying to extend his career in the league. Like, if you guys don't believe in me in corner, I'll play safety. And the Giants had tried to sign Ross Cockrell like a week before. So, like, I thought he was going to play corner. I, You know, our debate was outside or nickel. And I was outside. You were saying nickel. Mm-hmm. And he truly does play safety. And 5'11", yeah. 195 pounds, 30 years old. Signed an extension with the Giants on Dece- in December. Three years, $31 million contract. It's essentially a two-year deal. Playing his first year at safety at 94 tackles, one interception, one sack, and three forced fumbles, which I didn't. I forgot that he forced that many fumbles. Yeah. Now, Justin, I pose this question to you. He's played one year of safety and, you know, didn't have a year to build off. You know, it's not like he's, you know, played safety in college. Like, he went from a corner to, a, like, playing safety in mid-camp. I know he's 30 years old, but could Logan Ryan become a better player than what he was. Yeah. Yeah, I I think 100% he can. You know, he switched positions in 2020. And really, there's no reason why he can't get better. And he wholeheartedly feels he also can get better too. There's a really good PFF article that I read recently about the transition to safety. And, you know, you saw, you know, you kind of said it as a way like, oh, you know, we thought that, Logan Ryan just saying he'll switch to safety was a way to re, was a way to just extend his career, but no, that's actually correct. Like that was the way and is the way that Logan Ryan is extending his career. You also you're seeing you know slot corners while they are extremely valuable, and Giants fans know that they're extremely valuable. Also, they can be I don't want to say somewhat replaceable, but safeties I would argue that having a good versatile safety is more valuable than having a decent or good slot corner. I would, I would personally argue that I'm having a, a really good safety that can kind of transform your defense more than having a good slot corner. Logan Ryan can play a little corner too. Well, yeah, he actually, I mean, he had two games where he had over 50 snaps of at slot corner. I think those were some of the games that Darnay Holmes was hurt last year, week six and seven or seven or eight, et cetera, et cetera. And Darnay Holmes did miss some games towards the middle of the season. So I think that's why. So technically I won that debate last year, whether Logan Ryan is going to be a slot corner or an outside corner. I did win that first for me. First time I ever won anything. Um, yeah, but really Logan Ryan, I was in this PFF article. He saw that, particularly guys like Devin McCourty. Tyron Matthews is also like a, a smaller safety too, but Devin McCourty, he made the transition earlier in his career from corner to safety. And really, Devin McCourty is in his mid-30s and he's still playing and he's still getting contract extensions from the New England Patriots. So it's really not so much about the athleticism, but, and this is where I'll kind of throw it to you, the football IQ of Logan Ryan, which you you saw that on tape and on the old 22 with him as a slot corner, just how intelligent he is into baiting the quarterback into thinking he's seeing one thing and then Logan Ryan is jumping and then boom, it's actually another thing. You know, well-timed blitzes, not just going in like a bat out of hell, but knowing how to time up your blitzes and when you're going in and when you're you know being aggressive. So those are the things that Logan Ryan has kind of picked up on in his career as his career has kind of gone on. And frankly, doing the things that he did at slot corner, 
just transitioning to safety, and it really has rejuvenated his career later in his career, and it is extending his, his well, career. Well, most safeties, like, you can't trust him in man coverage. Logan Ryan, you can't because yeah. he's played corner. Now, he played deep 50% of the time, you know, and, you know, like, we didn't play a ton of, like, true center field safety for Logan Ryan, but mm-hmm. he has that ability. He played in the box 27% of the time and then split down at corner um, 24%. Um, but, like, you talked about, like, his intelligence, like, he even talked about it in interviews, and he is a great like he's a great interview. He's a good pander yeah, to he's, like, he's, he know he knows what to say to get Giants fans he's, going. He's and, one of my favorite Giants, including and that's why. <laughs> when I say I think, it's like well, I kind of know because Logan Ryan admitted this. Like him and Blake Martinez are the guys that Patrick Graham likes to sit down with and plan stuff out. Yep. Like the Washington interception he got was a plan was a play that they planned out on a set. Like they sat down, put it together planned it on a Saturday because they knew they like to run certain route combinations, especially, you know, when they needed big yards and that led to a game winning reception for Logan Ryan. So you can tell like he's a true leader. I mean, one, he's even a recruiter, you know, I don't know how much that wins Adora Jackson more than a big contract. He is the guy that Patrick Graham, and I probably even think a little more than Blake Martinez that Patrick Graham probably likes to go to and like, all right, let's, Let's figure out how we can run cover three, but not be, run it in a basic way where they're where they're immediately uh, seeing it and diagnosing it. Yeah, Martinez controls the front end, and Logan Ryan controls the back end. He takes pride in being the quarterback, and really, if the the metaphor that they brought up in that article was um the point guard. He's the point guard of He's that. He's the point guard of my basketball team too. Yeah, there you go, there you go. So that actually really fits very well. Yeah, I think. Because he was always a good player, it kind of goes like untalked about how well he immediately fit in at safety. Like yeah. in no preseason games, nothing. Yeah. What? What? Can we find out what day he was signed? And he like, yeah. Was he maybe? Was he training for like playing safety? Yeah, but it's like nothing compares to a practice with eleven guys versus eleven guys playing that position. You know, and I'm sure he was still training at corner well because, you know, who's to say the Jets don't call him and be like, hey, we actually want to pl- you to play nickel corner. You know, so I don't think he just abandoned corner last offseason to get ready to play safety. And but at the same time, like you can put him, you can line him up down the line of scrimmage and play him at corner. Again, I don't think you want to put him there all the time. You can you'll see him get beat. And in fact, there was um, I can't remember which Washington game, but he did get beat for a touchdown. So I don't think it's it's like a oh if we just throw him back at corner if we need him to, or if Xavier McKinney can maybe fill some of that role. But in a, in a jam or in certain situations, you can put him as like a true corner where an offense isn't looking at him and being like, like if, if Jabril Peppers, who we was good in coverage as a strong safety, you put Jabril Peppers on whatever slot receiver, they're like looking like, okay, I'm going to see how that, how this, their defense plays out. Cause if I have a one-on-one with that, I'm going there. Med, that pro football reference doesn't list the transaction of him being signed by the Giants. That's messed up. I'll just find the story. Just find the story. Giants. Just find the story. Yeah, but no, really, Logan Ryan is, I said earlier, he's one of my favorite Giants. And it's probably cliche more than anything, you know, why he is one of my. August 31st. Wow. That's not not even no preseason. That's That's no camp. That's two weeks before camp starts. That's no camp. For the game start. That's bizarre. He was with Patrick Graham in in, um, New England. I believe. Yeah, they were together yes. in New England. Yes. So I guess he knew him a little bit, but he didn't really know the that system. That was 15 days before the first game of the season. That's bizarre. That's bizarre. He was really good. Yeah. He was really good. Yeah. yeah. Who do you think is a better 
player at their position, Jabril Peppers or Logan Ryan? Because they do play different. They both play safety, but they play different positions. I think Jabril is. Now, Jabril, I mean, we talked about him on his PvP. Like, he was top five and passes defended. Yeah. Top five and tackles for a loss. Added, like, so I do, I would give that edge to Jabril where, you know, like, Jabril Peppers is the, the top of the strong safety list. I don't know if Logan Ryan's, like, top of the freeze, but he yeah. might be, you know? Yeah, well, also, when I, when I, think free safety i think of like that single high and the giants didn't really run a lot of that single high and if i were to even pick a guy that i would maybe want to run that single high i think it's crazy but i think it might even be mckinney because that's what the giants want him to be i i don't know i I really don't but but having three safeties with skill sets that are somewhat similar, meaning they all Four. can play. Even Julian Love, you can yeah. throw in that category. Oh God, they all, where they he plays, all. he can play corner. You can play him down in the box. Yeah, Like the best Julian Love we ever saw was in the box, but we never yeah. saw him back there. You know? crazy. And, and now they're practicing him at nickel corner. Like we have to wait to watch him in preseason and see what the hell's going on. Like we gave up on the Julian Love corner dream and now, but this isn't a Julian Love. Giants PPP. have to have the best. <laughs> four, four, what, what, what is a set of four called? Um, a quadrant. A, qu- a quadrant? I don't think it's called a quadrant. No, one of four is a quadrant. Uh, a quartet. A quartet. They have the best quartet group of safeties in the National Football League. And I don't even think that's a homer take. I really don't. They have to have the four best. They might even have the three best. Like, what team li- li- lines up with the safety wise? Talking football? I don't know. I don't know. Giants do. Anything? Let me see if I got anything else here on Logan Ryan. No one's, Oh! He's a good blitzer. Yeah. He's a good run defender. He had not, like, he, like we didn't even talk about that at all. You know, we talk about so much coverage. Like, he's a good run defender. Forced three fumbles. Like, was, you know, had 90-plus tackles. Like, he's a good run defender, too. So, he is the most do-it-all type player on the team. Is that a hot take? I just I just said that no. without thinking about it. No. No, I mean, it's his miss. I mean, pro football reference is kind of weird with their missed tackle rate. It's kind of very different from everywhere else. But that fluctuates from year to year it, too. It does. It's 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 crazy. Trying to Ragland's pre- been like best of the league, and he's been like worse in the league. Trying to predict missed tackles is is kind of crazy. But I I feel like at least if you oh, look word. at his PFF grades, um, which I know we're not a big PFF grade podcast, no. but he had a very very good tackling grade like his tackling grade was better than like everything no and he's a bad tackler now. he's a bad tackler now a word all right do we got anything else on logan ryan a word no nope <laughs> good player one of my favorites if i had to rank my favorite giants players i'm do it right now defense side of the ball not counting our offense i think we'll try and get him on the pod next off season yeah we said that about like five ppp you, said, you said uh you said he was he's too he's too corny. people ask what who our favorite interview Whoa. would be Am I yelling? I have the headphones yeah, yeah, on you now. you just yelled at me. People asked <laughs> who would our favorite interview be, and like a lot of people would say Logan Ryan. He wouldn't be my favorite. He'd be a really good interview. Like He, he would probably get the most reaction, but he wouldn't be like my favorite interview. Leonard Williams, Logan Ryan. He wouldn't Ryan. even be my favorite safety interview. Those are my, wow. Those are my two favorite players on the Giants right now. Leonard Williams, Logan Ryan. All right. All right. We appreciate you guys. We'll see you next time. Until then, let's go Big Blue.